Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory. The world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage, where the winner will be given the honour of naming the new ninth planet in our solar system. We're about to find it, John. There's no name for it. I'm Joel, a man who puts the hot in dichotomy, and across from me is John Harris, a man who this week bravely fought up the courage to go to a park for the first time. Not the first time in lockdown. This was John's first time in a park. <laughs> Very good. What's this? How was it? Yeah, it was fine. What's this ninth planet? That's what I want to know about. What? Who knows, mate? We're, apparently, we're close to finding it. What in our solar system? Yeah, I don't understand. I thought I it's, thought the solar space, system, mate. I thought the solar system was relatively well covered. Now I thought we had got that down. Really? I don't God. know. The the arrogance of man. <laughs> what about this one from Ben? The invention of crying. <laughs> Ricky Gervais learns how to be sad in an otherwise extremely happy world. Oh dear. Everyone's happy all the time, having a really lovely time. Nothing sad ever happens. And then one day he just wakes up and he's weeping. I think it should be more literal. Like people can have all the emotions. It's just no one's cried before. So, okay. So everyone should, you know, imagine, imagine if you've never seen crying before and suddenly water starts coming out of someone's eye. You'd think they're broken. You would. Or you'd think they're a saint, like the one that cried blood milk i don't know no blood's the bond villain milk's the saint i so it's like remembering your left and right like the one that cried blood is the bond villain the one that cried milk is the saint what i don't know i know that there's there are statues that have cried i mean apparently there's a guy out there crying wolves i don't even know how that happens what there's that kid that cries wolves (laughs) that's crazy right (laughs) i I, like milk and blood's weird enough but wolves from your eyes how big are these wolves the boy who cried wolf. I, that's all. I, I just can't understand it. I don't want people aren't talking about that more in that story. A kid can cry out wolves it's in like, his eyes. It's like a horrendous werewolf transition, but, but at the end of it, a wolf appears from his eye. <laughs> exactly. The boy. Who cried. Um, anyway, Gervais, you know, he's not made anything good for ages, apart from occasional jokes at award ceremonies. He needs a new film to get him back on track. The- this is it. The Invention of Crying. The thing is, Joel, you're 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 what I would describe as actually no, you're not. 
Are you a bit of a Gervais apologist? No, you love his classic stuff. I'd say you pretty much give up yeah, after standard. I think that, yeah, there's definitely a bunch of us who love The Office. We love extras. We love all the podcasts and then deny anything ever happened since. <laughs> Whereas, but like there are a lot of Gervais fans who think this afterlife stuff is pretty good. There's people who think it's the best thing he's ever done. And I think those people are thick. Mate, that's how we're going to get cancelled. <laughs> Good. Oh, if I get cancelled for that, bring it on. Bring it on, because at least I'd have been cancelled for something I stand by. Uh, no, I've, I've watched a series and a half of Afterlife, and it's stupid and not funny. Right. Uh, potential uh, potential spoilers for Afterlife, because for, for the record, I don't watch Afterlife, but my girlfriend did. And I walked in and, and witnessed 10 minutes in which the newspaper that he was going to work for was going to shut down until he asked someone not to shut it down, at which point they didn't shut it down. Mate, exactly. exactly. Every episode is like that. I just feel like it's just the laziest... Like, oh, I can't hear it. Let's not, because I, I could do 40 minutes now on why that <laughs> show's so bad. Oh, dear. Um, but I won't. What about this one uh, from Big Rock Creative? He hasn't given wow. us... He hasn't, he's, got a, he's got a picture, I assume he's a man, uh, on Twitter that suggests that, but uh, he hasn't given me a name. Infinity War, which I would argue is Infinity War because those guys are hunks. Yeah, absolutely. I'm more interested in Big Rock Creative. Just <laughs> Dwayne Johnson and an easel. <laughs> Just having, having... He's like the new Bob Ross. See, Big Rock Creative could also be... Dwayne the Ross Johnson. Nice. And like just to double pun it, he he's a sculptor and he starts off with an enormous rock and he <sighs> he chisels that down to him until he's the until there's something more chiselled in the room than him. <laughs> That's great. That's uh, one of the, one of the hardest things about art is knowing when a piece is finished. And with the rock, you'll know when it's more <laughs> chiselled than he is. <laughs> That's good. It's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time. Um, yeah, I'm into that. Thanks, Big Rock Creative. That's great. Uh, I once had to. I had to deal with a really big ice sculpture and it was really tricky. Was this in your former life? No, it was I was going to say the wedding venue former life, but it's not. It's the production. No, it was there. Oh, it was. It was there. Yeah, someone had a great big ice sculpture at their wedding. And it's, I mean, it's lovely for the first hour, but then I was just having to replace buckets underneath it all night. And then it, you can't leave it there overnight because it will flood everywhere. Like The thing was enormous and the wedding venue was in a castle. <laughs> So me and another guy that worked there managed to get it in a wheelbarrow and we just threw it down the moat. It was great. It was like eight foot tall. <laughs> it was really good fun. Well, that's the best. But the thing is, like the next morning, what, the bride and groom can't come in and be like, we wanted to take our ice sculpture home. Mate, it's just ice. It's what was the ice sculpture of? A swan? Yeah, I think it was a big swan. They're really heavy. Ice, mate. That's, it's just, that's just ice. Ice is so heavy. But then again, water's pretty heavy as well. <laughs> Gas? Uh, light yeah pretty light Th- interestingly things underwater are light but water's <laughs> heavy hmm oh dear uh if i if i had kids imagine how bad the homeschooling would be going right now in lockdown <laughs> how about this one from tom friend of the show tom rocky balboa constrictor rocky is down on his luck and out of cash and so he agrees to fight a giant snake uh, but i would i would watch the film and i would watch the pay for event that would be that fight it sounds great doesn't it it's like uh, when they used to get sprinters to r- race against horses or whatever. You know, you, you conquer the the human side of your sport or skill. What's next? Taking on nature's biggest beasts. I feel like, wasn't there a thing about who's the swimming guy? Oh, man. Phelps? I hate myself. Michael Phelps. Didn't they? 
I mean, this didn't actually happen, but there was something about Phelps versus a shark. <laughs> I, Wasn't I, there? Yeah, but yeah, I think I, that does ring a bell. In America, they have Shark Week, where which is a TV a week of TV dedicated to sharks. I assume I haven't seen it, but I assume all channels change all of their programming. So Disney Channel. Yeah, he, Michael Phelps did swim against a great white. And oh, he was eaten alive. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> oh, this is the last we ever heard. Of, oh, this is taking a real turn. All I'm saying, um, all I'm saying is. Would boxing be allowed in Corona times if the other if the opponent isn't a human? Oh, it's a good question. I think we could. This is how we get pretty difficult. It's pretty difficult to put your hand sanitizer on with those gloves on, isn't it? Um, For the record, uh, we had some correspondence about our conversation regarding tennis being totally COVID safe. When this week it was announced that Novak Djokovic's tour was riddled with COVID. Yeah, but he's an outlier, right? He was doing it. He was at a championship in Belgrade or something, and it was full of fans. And also, he's an anti-vaxxer. I mean, his name's Novax, for God's sake. <laughs> the, si- the signs have been there all along. Um, so, yeah, I he doesn't count. Okay, he fine. He doesn't count. And maybe, look, if he was playing tennis against, I don't know, an albatross, it would have been fine. An orangutan. Oh, what would be... They could sit be still, because the their arms are long enough, I think, that they could just sit still, and they wouldn't really need to do much work. Just return the, the volley. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, let us know which animal you think would be best at tennis. And also let us know which sport you'd like to see a human against and which animal. What? I don't know. I remember when I was a kid, they did this, like, it was when Walking with Dinosaurs was all the rage. I think they used, like, the similar technology to make, like, an, the Olympics, but if animals competed. Oh, great. This is, on, this is on TV. And I vividly remember, I don't remember anything really from it, apart from the fact that they did like a flea doing high jump and they made it if the flea was human sized what the equivalent jump height would be and that it like jumped out of the stadium <laughs> i mean i knew as you were telling the story i knew where that was going but it's still fun to hear yeah they just made the flea six foot tall and then it just sprang out of the stadium <laughs> stupid olympics what's the point because a flea isn't that big i uh, i like the idea that we do this Somehow animal cruelty free for the record. Uh, yeah, and we just get people gambling on, you know, which four-legged creature is going to win the 100 meters. Animal Games from 2004. As the human world gathers to stage the Olympic Games, this program looks at what would happen if animals were to do the same. Well, I, I'll tell you for now, the infrastructure would be a nightmare. <laughs> They're not organising the transport, the influx of animals from all around the world. What's the opening ceremony going to look like? How are you checking for doping? Yeah, it's got... <laughs> Competitors from the mammal, bird, insect, herptile, and fish nations are scaled to human size as they compete in Olympic events. On-screen BBC Sport graphics impart facts and figures with commentary from John Watson and Jonathan Pearce. No way! Actual <laughs> I bet when you're a commentator, it's so great to do those gigs. Like, Jonathan Pearce obviously did Robot Wars. And as a result of Jonathan Pearce doing Robot Wars, Jonathan Pearce is in an episode of The Sopranos when the kid is watching Robot Wars. How cool is that? But yeah, I bet it's great when you get to do a non-sport thing. They're like, right, John, right, Motti, can you come and talk about a flea? It's a human-sized flea. <laughs> and it's got, out, it's got out of the stadium. <laughs> get your tape measure, would you? It's like, oh, where man. is this stadium? Where, do, I'd like it if they'd like recreated it. So there's like a crew of people running towards it, like a wobbly camera running somewhere, somewhere in like the, the part, like in Wembley somewhere, just outside like a chip shop. And there's just the fleas landed. <laughs> Well, John, I've got good news for you. 
The entire thing is on YouTube. I've just watched what looks like a maggot doing pole vote. Uh, that's me done. That's my Sunday night done, guys. Animal <laughs> games. Only 9,363 views on YouTube. I tell you, by, the, by this time next week, that's going to be doubled. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, um, I, I feel like we can't move on, but we probably should. What about... Yeah, we probably should. What about this one from Stu, friend of the show? The Passion of the Heist. On, Ocean's Eleven, but instead of George Clooney, it's our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Hey, how many disciples did he have? Shit. Hey, maybe Ocean's 12 is about the Bible. <laughs> People okay, do that, uh, don't they? Where they like reread like films and texts and stuff to give it religious meaning. So I can't see why we can't watch Ocean's 12. And they're just... breaking Jesus out of the cave. The disciples get together. They're breaking Jesus out of the cave. And, by, and they do it by reconstructing a fake cave and pointing the CCTV at that. Very nice. When Je- when Jesus leaves the cave, <laughs> <laughs> when, when Jesus leaves the cave, yep, yep. The cave had a big rock put on it, right? I, I haven't made that up. That's part of the narrative. They rolled a big rock in front of the cave. Yeah. What is, does Jesus punch through it? We never see. Yeah, Jesus rolls it back. Uh. He's super strong. <laughs> That's not really talked about that much, but he's kind of like the Hulk. <laughs> you don't really think about. His, I mean, we got the water into wine stuff. He can heal people, but also he was so strong. Yeah, he had super, he had like superhero powers, but yeah, all, we only really hear about him doing food magic, really. That's mostly what we hear about. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And he's, he, we know he's pretty strong because he carried that guy in the sand for so long. Yeah. With right. the footprints. I, it's all, I, yeah, it's all good stuff. The original, hey, <laughs> the original superheroes, I bet that's, I bet there's some sort of Sunday school going on where they're like, Jesus, the original Avenger. Yeah, like a like a guy sitting on your, sitting on a kid's desk going, I tell you who's a a real super, a real <laughs> Superman. Take taking yeah, take, taking the comic book out of his hands and throwing it over his shoulder, <laughs> handing him the Bible. Um, this is the this is the real Marvel. <laughs> um, alternative DC, suge- DC JC. Uh, alternative suggestion for Passion of the Heist is just someone who's really into heists, like he really gets off on a heist. So he's always doing them, yeah, and loving the process. Doesn't even he gets into the vault? He doesn't even want any of the cash. Isn't there a film called Crash? Not the Crash you're thinking of. There's another film called Crash about people who get turned on by crashes. Yeah, sexy crash. <laughs> so Justin Timberlake song. <laughs> oh dear! I did a sexy crash. Beep. Imagine if that was your kink. What a nightmare! The cars you'd write off. The cars you'd write off just to get off. That's Very what the nice. slogan of the film was. What about this one from Lizzie? Troy brackets Deeney. I don't know what's happening here, Joel. He's a football player. Uh, he plays for Watford FC. He's um, kind of like a bullish striker, captain, leader, legend figure. Uh, very good in interviews. Not afraid to speak out. He talked to one famous interview, I think, where he talked about Arsenal needing cojones. They didn't have the cojones to deal with us or something like that. I like Troy Deeney. He's a good guy. And I feel like he could command some sort of Greek battalion. Well, who were the Greeks fighting against? Could he? Could we have some press conferences where he's saying they don't have the cojones? They don't have the... Yeah, there's lots... There were quite a lot of press conferences before wars, weren't there? <laughs> in ancient Greece. That would improve. So, so you're, going up, you're going up against the Romans tomorrow, Troy. How are you feeling? <laughs> well, preparation's been pretty good amongst the lads, actually. You know, we've got a game plan. If we stick to that, we're going to be all right. I would watch that. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah. So would I. I'd what? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna have anything to watch after Animal Games. So <laughs> give me ancient press conferences. It, instead of potentially before war, we could do it like gladiators were were their day, celebrity and sports stars. So they definitely could do press conferences. Hundred percent. They must have been. I bet there was someone. But they did a little press conference, and there's just people like with some stone tablets hammering in their quotes to them as they go. <laughs> oh, man. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Right, what about this one from Sophie? Uncut hems. Adam Sandler sells fabric. Very nice. Very, very nice. I am... I was I I think twice I've rewatched that Adam Sandler acceptance speech from the um Independent Spirit Awards from la- last year this year. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? Yes. I No, yes. The thing that I like Adam oh, no. Sandler. No, no, no. I like Adam Sandler a lot. I don't love the voice he does. And he does the voice in at the beginning of the speech and I think it's like a it's like a anxiety thing. It's like a protective thing, isn't it? He that's his stage character. Yeah, yeah. So like, I can't really be too critical of it because it's obviously a thing. You sound it. You sounding quite critical. <laughs> no, but everything he says is brilliant and it's really funny. And I haven't watched it, but I've had multiple people who I respect and believe no good comedy who have told me that Adam Sandler's Netflix stand up is actually really good as well. Long live the Sandman. I've also I've been I've been really getting into opening monologues from award ceremonies. That's the stage of lockdown I'm at now. Wow! Thoughts on that? Which ones have you enjoyed? Uh, Aubrey Plaza did a great sing along one. Also at the Independent Spirit Awards, I think there's a couple of Andy Samberg ones in there. I've been enjoying, obviously, been enjoying Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. They're amazing. Really, you, is that a weird thing to be getting into? I've been getting pretty into it. You pointed me in the direction of a really weird Andy Samberg moment from Spirit Awards where. What does he do? He sings he sings Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds from the film The Breakfast Club as an actor <laughs> the actor Judd Nelson. <laughs> and it's a, it, it's basically about moving from indie movies to great big Hollywood studio films. Oh yeah, that's it. It's great. <laughs> I should There's a world of content out there all from award ceremonies that I'm only just learning about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, award ceremonies are fun, I guess, as someone who 
who who probably won't be attending many in his life. Hey, don't do yourself down like that. I was listening to a podcast and they said something about award ceremonies that is so true that I, I it really hadn't like registered until they said it. Is it's amazing that you what you can do is you can get everyone who's done the best at a certain thing one year, like all of them in a room, and then tell most of them that they're failures. Yeah. I've never really thought of it that way. Like, yeah, most of the people who go to award ceremonies fail, even though they are yeah, but the creme de la creme. Yeah, I guess. But you've been nominated, so you've succeeded in a way. The people that aren't at the award ceremony, they're the real failures. <laughs> and the subject of failures, shall we move on to our ideas, Joe? Hey, let's do our ideas. Here's my ideas. This one's from me. Lava, actually. It's exactly the same as Love Actually, except there's an unidentified, enormous volcano lying dormant underneath London that could go off at any second. Great. Is this inspired? And it does. That's the denouement. Oh, fine. Is this inspired by the uh, that weird Netflix show? Oh, the one currently paused on my TV. You mean, John? <laughs> <laughs> he's turned his com- he's turned his computer around to show the floor is lava series one episode four the kitchen colon level one. Uh, have you watched it? No. It's, I mean, obviously, it's great. It's just people trying to navigate a slippery room. <laughs> What's not great about that? Next. That's that's what they were told at uh, that, Netflix. I've reached the stage in lockdown where I'm watching award ceremony opening monologues, and then I'm kicking back with an episode of Floor is Lava and then Animal Games from 2004. <laughs> we're supposed to recommend things after the finish. I am subscribed. I am subscribed to every single on-demand service, and I am watching... Andy Samberg sing a song at the award ceremony 10 times, followed <laughs> up by Animal Games. Yeah. And people falling over in a wet room. Well, uh, I, I, yeah, it's a. Uh, what's the one they had on a Saturday night on BBC hosted by Richard Hammond? Where, you total know, Wipeout. Yeah, it's got. I assume it's a Total Wipeout vibe, right? Yeah, it is, but it's more concentrated to a single room. There's actually more of sort of a puzzle element to it. Oh. Ah, now you're interested, you nerd. Um, <laughs> do you know the Total, Total Wipeout? I always thought I'd quite like to do that because, I, I mean, this might all be hearsay, but they filmed it in Argentina. Yeah. I know that's true. I think because the insurance was cheaper for people if they injured themselves. <laughs> I, I feel like I've heard that rumour cheap? How much cheaper if you're flying all of these British contestants out to Argentina? What, what are the rules like there, out there? Like Apparently Takeshi's t- Castle was also filmed just outside of Buenos Aires. I made that up. But Argentina's the home of risky TV. The the thing that's weird about the Total Wipeout one is, like, for us in the UK, we have the we have the Nash, NHS. I don't really... I get, but and the boy, your boys from St. John's Ambulance, they could be <laughs> sat just off screen, can they? <laughs> exactly. With a couple of plasters and a thermos flask. Uh, Shout out to our boys in St. John's Ambulance. Yeah. If you're listening. In- international listeners, you won't know what it's like to go to a, a town fete or a late night shopping. And feel safe as hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Well, wait, what was your idea? So, right. So, love actually, lava actually, but there's lava. But- yeah. So, like, when the weird guy's showing the um, Bob Dylan-style cards to Kira Knightley, he's actually warning of a coming apocalypse instead of just being a creepy guy. And- he's like, help. Uh, in this one, she, that he's being submerged in lava. He's like, help, my feet are on fire let me inside and he can't and she's still doing the same sort of smiley facial reactions but he's screaming he, no he can't he's doing the signs because he can't scream because chiwetel ejiofor is in some way impl- implicated in the lava incident somehow he invented the lava invented he's the evil volcano guy yeah 
Well, he set it off. Does, he does a good villain. He did uh, in The Lion King. Also, it would change the, the sequence where Colin Firth, all of his writing goes into the lake if they just boil alive. It would, yeah, that, yeah, they just boil alive. And the reason they're running to the airport is not because he fancies someone. It's so they can get the last flight out of London because it's submerged in lava. <laughs> Amazing. Bill Nye still is just gets Christmas number one, and nothing happens. Nothing, no bad, no bad stuff comes to Bill Nye because he's great. Agreed. Well, that was weird. Here's my one, Mi- <laughs> <laughs> Mr. T. Brackets Umness, Mr. Tumness, Mr. T. Um, Mr. Just Mr. Tumness covered in bling. Yeah, or Mr. T. Plays Tum is is a I don't know what that creature is, uh, Mr. Tumness. A thorn, a thorn. Thank you. He's a thorn. Thorn. F A W N. Not a thorn. No, am I saying it wrong? Thorn. You're you're saying it like a thorn. A thorn in your side. I've always had an issue with T H and F R E. Wait, what? I've got that T H and F. <laughs> I thought my one was going to be the weirdest one. <laughs> right, you're just saying letters. <laughs> right, Mister Tumnus, but it's Mister T. The thing about Mister T is, in my head, he is B A Barakas. I don't really. Is there any? There aren't many. Yeah, I feel like that's probably haunted him. Yeah. And he, uh, not a man with range. And he did that song about loving mothers. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, treat her right. Treat your mother right. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it, John. <laughs> I've been on the internet. So so in my head, when I was thinking about Mr. T. Umness, I was like, oh, well, <laughs> he'll have to be afraid of planes. But two, one, that's not that's not Mr. T. That's B.A. Baracus. And two, I don't remember seeing many um, in Narnia planes. Maybe that's why he went it's to Narnia. Of- isn't it weird that a man who won't get on a plane is named after British Airways? Yeah, and his name's British Airways. Very nice. It's kind of crazy. Very hmm? good. Has anyone ever made that observation before? I... If not, when the open mic circuit kicks back in, <laughs> you're going to find me on stage. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> right, yeah. So, Mr. B.A. Baracus. Uh, no, wait. Oh, I'm confused. I've confused myself, Joel. It wasn't even that good an idea. Mr. T, he's in Narnia. He... Saves the kids from the lion, who is God. That is actually about God, unlike yeah. Oceans of Twelve. Yep. And the winner this week is Rocky Balboa Constrictor. <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking nonsense. It's been one of the weirder ones. I don't know for a while, and I've liked it. Uh, John, you've been excellent. Well done, John. Thank you. Send us film ideas. God knows we need them. Please. You've just heard. You've just heard twenty odd minutes of evidence that we need them. Please send us film so, ideas. So send them in. Review all that jazz. Uh, more of us after this. Good stuff. Oh, wow. What an episode. A crazy one. I like this bit. It's like we're doing a post-match yeah. analysis of us. It was an episode of two halves. We kept going until the end. 110%. That's just our style. Give it 110%. I enjoyed doing that. I Knowing this, but we normally recommend things. But as you well know, my recommendations are uh, opening monologues from award shows, the Netflix show The Floor is Lava, and also Animal Games from BBC <laughs> from 2004. <laughs> Oh dear! When I see people ask a lot, what have you been watching? Uh, I saw this flea jump out of a stadium. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. So, <laughs> how about you, John? What have you been up to? Um, this weekend, I so way back in the past when Watchmen was showing on Sky, I went home to my family home, and they have Sky, and so I watched like the first five episodes. 
And then this weekend, I just, it got too much and I had to watch the rest. So I paid, even though like you, I have all of the the subscription services coming out of my account monthly. I then paid 20 quid to watch the rest of that, that series of Watchmen. Good though, isn't it? Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. The first yeah. half was good. The second half is incredible. I'm so yeah, glad I, I loved it so much. Yeah. So that was really good. Also, Star Wars Pod Racer, loving it. Having a wonderful time playing that. Wicked. But yeah, no, not really much else, Joel. Uh, in the UK, uh, in London in particular, uh, Thursday and Friday were the hottest days ever. Both nights I slept in on the sofa because that was better than sharing a nice double bed with another human being because it was that hot. Horrible. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely outrageous. Horrible. I was yeah. genuinely angry by the end of Friday. So, um, <laughs> And then everyone else like, oh, my... My fun weekend is ruined by some rain, and I was just—I was so happy to see re- just out dancing in the rain. Yeah, <laughs> like the end of Shawshank Redemption. Ah, oh, good stuff. All right then, John, you've done very well there. Thank you, mate. Everyone's very proud. Uh, I hope you have a lovely week. If you're listening to this, if you've made it this far, uh, what are you doing? You can, claim, you can claim your prize by tweeting me and saying, "Where's my prize?" And I will send you your prize. And bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.